This is Gene Lance on the Workers' Beat Extra. And of course, you're the president of the Dallas chapter of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans. And you've also, you worked the polls all day yesterday, right? I sure did. I worked the polls out where I live in Raleigh. Uh, it was uh, pretty busy for most of the day. So we, uh, we had quite a few voters coming in, casting their ballot. And what about during the election season? I know you worked hotline because there were so many problems for Texas voters, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, we had uh, quite a few uh, calls on the hotline. Uh, many of them had to do with mail-in voting. But the majority of the calls, there were a lot of people who just wanted to figure out how to vote, where their voting location was, what the procedures were. So, uh, yeah, so I've, so I've uh, worked the hotline quite a bit there. I, I kind of have to admire, and I think most people would agree, I kind of have to admire Texas voters. Uh, we didn't have a really oh, yeah. great turnout. 31% yeah. is not great. But just the fact that they turned out at all because uh, people were expecting uh, intimidation at the polls. And uh, we had these terrible events in Arizona where the yeah. Alliance for Retired Americans had to sue the state to stop the vigilantes. And but, uh, uh, yeah, but people, there are, there is a, there's a part of the population at least that is determined to get out there and express their, their right to vote. So, uh, and uh, we need that, but we're gonna need more people who are in that group. So it's always important for us to build upon, you know, what we've been doing in this last election season. Even if we didn't necessarily win all the races that we wanted to in Texas, it's important to build the, 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 the movement that can uh, uh, allow us to be an opportunity to, to do better in the future. And so we have to keep doing that. And the, the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans urged everybody to vote by mail. We did they that did. all the way through the election. And I think Absolutely. that was pretty successful, don't you? It, it was, it was, it was. I, I vote by mail myself. I've been able to uh, help at least three voters cure their ballot that had been rejected by their uh, elections clerk. I was able to take them through the, uh, the, the Secretary of State website and help them to get their ballots cured. Great. So, so the voter suppression, in, in your opinion, would you say voter suppression worked in Texas or would you say that we got through it? Well, for me, that's not a, a, that's not a, a yes or no question because yes, a lot of people did get past the voter suppression, but you never know how about the people who, who didn't get through it because yeah. you, you don't, you know, they're, they're not going to necessarily call the hotline. They're not necessarily going to, complain, a lot of people are just going to say, this seems too hard, shrug their shoulders and go back home. And so it's really hard to measure just how much impact voter suppression has. We just know we have to go through a lot of obstacles and we have to do, you know, kind of backflips and all kind of maneuvers just to be able to vote. And then what's your assessment then? Uh, from what we know, we know there's a lot of stuff still up in the air, but from what we know, how would you assess the uh, 2022 election outcome? Uh, I, I would say that the Democrats did much better nationally than was expected, and that the the the, the so-called red wave 
did not come. Just didn't come. We we saw uh we've seen we've seen that the the Congress, we still don't know which party is going to control the Congress, whereas there was a expectation that the Democrats would be blown away and they would be gaining about 50 seats in the House. Right now, the Democrats are still in a position to keep control of the Senate. And they, they're even incredibly, and this is very surprising to me, they're in a position where the House might end up fairly close or the Democrats could even hold on to it. Now, I'm not saying they're going to hold on to it, but the estimates I've seen and some of the reports I've seen this morning is that the Democrats are expected to lose at most 13 seats. Now, this compares to 63 seats they lost in 2010 and about 54 seats that they lost, I think, when um, I think Bill Clinton was president. So this is not this is not the, the one of those kind of elections. And from the very beginning, way back last year, uh, the pundits were all saying that the Republicans would make gigantic gains in this midterm because the party that's not in power always does make gigantic gains. And right. we, didn't, we didn't see that. Right. And they talked about Joe Biden's low approval ratings and uh, and they emphasized the issues that Republicans wanted to talk about, such as crime and inflation. But apparently people had other things in mind. I think the, uh, the abortion issue made a big difference, I think. And also people were were scared of the threats to democracy because a lot of those people who said they were going to deny the uh, outcomes of elections. There were some people running for office saying, "I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, declare my side is going to win no matter what if I win." Got there was a guy in Wisconsin who said that if he won the election, he was running for governor, he would Republicans would never lose another election in Wisconsin. That's what he said. That guy lost. Oh, and is he, that right? <laughs> he lost, and the Democratic governor in Wisconsin was reelected. And it was reelected by, you know, a fairly healthy margin. So people who people who were alerted to the idea that Republicans might do away with democracy tended to vote Democrat. Is that right? Yeah, yes, I believe that's what happened. Uh, and what the, about what about major issues for retirees? Because I know that cutting Social Security and Medicare became quite an issue. Right. Election because several Republicans spoke up saying that they were going to cut uh, Medicare and, and and Social Security. So, well, the, the, the head of the um, Republican senatorial committee the, running their campaigns, a guy named Rick Scott from down in Florida, had a plan that he wanted to sunset Social Security and Medicare and do a vote on it every five years to see if we'll keep it. That, I mean, that's, that's what he, he said that's his plan, right? Just keep trying right? to get rid of it. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, well, since I've been doing this, I've been active with the Alliance for Retired Americans since, since it started in Texas, which was 2006. And back in those days, the older people's vote was always considered a safe Republican vote, a safe reactionary vote, because older people were considered basically to be more racists since they came from an, you know, an older time. But I have, in my opinion, we have steadily changed that so that, so that older voters in Texas, in my opinion, are now voting more 
their own interests. They're voting on pensions, social security, and, and health care, which are the, the big issues for retired people. Is that your opinion also? I think that is to the degree that the uh, seniors understand that voting for the Republicans threatens their interests, right? Because Republicans are not, they're not dummies. They don't scream into old people's face that we're gonna cut you social security and Medicare. They use language where they say the same thing in an indirect way. Mm-hmm. And if the and if folks aren't paying close attention, right? You, you remember those signs back when, um, when they were creating the Affordable Care Act, there were people saying, keep your government hands off my Medicare. Uh-huh. Apparently un, un, unaware that Medicare is a government program. So yeah, uh-huh. that's not really a possibility. There's a, there's a part of the electorate that's in that frame of mind. They, they, they like the government programs that exist, but they don't connect them to the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. right? The Republicans can get up there and pontificate and, and, and do all kinds of bad things, but they don't find out till later because they're not paying attention in that way. And, and, and part of this is on us. We have to frame those issues and get the word out to seniors that if you vote for this party, you are putting your own earned benefits in jeopardy. Mm. Okay. And we didn't, we didn't see the Democrats make any big gains, but it was kind of amazing that they were able to hold the line as well as they did. And here right. in Dallas County, where you and I live, they actually did make gains. The uh, commissioner's court, which has always had one Republican on it, right. is now a solidly Democrat. Right. However, so, all, all five, right, all five commissioners will now be Democrats with the uh, win of Andrew Summerman, who uh, defeated J.J. Koch. Right. I see. And over next door, over in Tarrant County, they didn't do as well. They had a county commissioner go Democrat. They took, they flipped one seat, but the county judge is still a Republican in uh, in Tarrant County. So Tarrant County remains the only major metropolitan district in Texas that is still Republican. Is that true? That that is true. And uh, the Texas Democratic Party should probably be focused like a laser beam on Tarrant County. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like you said, it's the only really large county that's still in Republican hands. And um, in my own belief, the, the way you the way Democrats are going to win Texas, if they, you know, to the degree they're going to win Texas, they're going to have achieve solid control in these big counties and then use that as the platform to go to the to the more rural areas. I noticed the figures for Dallas County showed Dallas County not only remained blue, but got a little bluer, but all the surrounding counties, every county around Dallas has, uh, has remained in Republican hands. And I think that that's pretty easy to explain. It's explainable by white flight. Uh, the simple truth is that people have been leaving Dallas for the suburbs for a long time, the more affluent people, which are generally the more white people, have moved all around Dallas. And consequently, those areas are still in Republican hands. Now let's turn to the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans 
and the immediate future. Do you think that the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans will be helping out in Georgia, for example, if the control of the Senate uh, falls into that Georgia Senate race? Uh, I absolutely expect that. Uh, right now, uh, we're looking at a runoff, a possible runoff in the Georgia Senate race, which would be in December. And so we would need to more or less pretty quickly get involved in trying to assist with that. Because if you think about that, you know, that's that's less than a month away. They're talking about December 6th for the uh, runoff election. And uh, and I know that Tara, uh, the Dallas Tara chapter, and I think throughout the, the state would, would be glad to step up and try to help get the Democrats over the line in Georgia. Okay. And one more important question. Do you think that we can build up the strength of Tara, the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans, and the progressive retiree movement in Texas coming out of this election, can we build up our strength and be and do an even better job in the future? I, I, I think we can. We need to. We need to be looking particularly for people who are, uh, you know, just headed towards retirement. There's going to be a large number of people in the baby boomer generation. Who are going to be retiring soon, and we need to have a kind of a kind of an onboarding or kind of welcoming way to pull them into that movement. So it's not just it's not just retirees, but it's also retiree wannabes. In other words, yes, people who would like wannabes. to retire. Exactly. So we can get them all on board and uh, and go on into the future stronger than ever. Okay, Kenneth Williams, I want to give you one more chance to summarize with what message you would have for Texans, and then we'll close this off. Go ahead, Ken. Okay. I, I, I know it's a hard fight in Texas, but we shouldn't be discouraged. When we look at the national environment, there have been a lot of victories throughout the country, and uh, our day is gonna come in Texas. We're, we are gonna win. All right, thanks so much. Kenneth Williams, president of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans in Dallas. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.